umgoblue.com. By fans, for fans. Since 
everything is still out there, the Big Ten title, everything else, does that certainly help to keep your players engaged? Yeah, I mean, the, the engagement of the players has been uh, has been a real positive week in, week out. Uh, no question about it. Uh, when they prepare, the way they practice, uh, the way they play on Saturday. Uh, habit winning. Uh, and now, uh, now our goal is the same, uh, which is win the next game. Coach Adam. Jim, Chris Evans has gotten off to a pretty quick start, and I'm trying to think off the top of my head, maybe best freshman start since Chris Perry. And just what have you seen uh, from Chris through the 10 weeks? And is there anything, like, I guess when you're giving him instruction, is there anything where you feel like he is just maybe a little bit beyond a freshman as far as comprehension goes? Yeah, well, I would say that. Uh, I would say that. And uh, uh, the, uh, the average... Freshman football player, yes. Uh, he's, he's got real knack, instincts. Uh, very good, very good learner. Uh, makes that a priority. That's a real positive with him. Uh, it's, it's been plus, plus, plus. Chris. John, what's Kevin Wilson been doing with Indiana from the time that you watched them? Well, really coaching a good football team, uh, doing, a, doing a very good job. The defense is, is an aggressive, athletic, uh, fast. They create, create turnovers. They tackle extremely well. They cover, uh, they cover a lot of the field uh, physically. A really good defensive line. Active, athletic uh, backers. That do a lot of the, that cause a lot of the havoc, uh, and, and very good players in the secondary. And they do a good job defensively with the scheme. Uh, they they are teaching a high volume of scheme to the defense. Uh, man, blitz, zone blitz, different variations in the in the two deep coverages as well as the, the single highs. Coverages, uh, twists, uh, multiple zone and blitz patterns. Just really, really, uh, where they're getting a lot of a lot done on defense. Uh, offensively, they uh, very effective. Uh, put a lot of points on the board. And, uh, do a heck of a job. Front right, Mark. How much did you guys have to adapt not having Devin in there for most of the game? And the linebackers seemed like they were having some challenges. Would, would he have been in the rotation there? Yeah, and especially um, he plays a high volume, high plays on, on special teams, and he's the third linebacker. So and what were the compensation that you guys had to make in terms of that? I mean, were there guys who normally just fill that role? Did he really get a lot of linebacker? Yeah, uh, yeah, with less rotation than linebacker. And uh, we had to replace him all the special teams. Not just one person who replaces him, it's different guys on all the different sessions. Yeah, yeah. Um, for the most part, yes. That's yeah, Coach, uh, stopping the run was a little bit of a problem. Uh, are you concerned about um, the D line, or uh, it's been a strength uh, yeah. all year? Yeah, it continues to be. Um, you know, you got to win. You got to win two out of the three phases of a football game to win a football game. I thought our defense won. 
that phase uh, offensively special teams we uh, did not feel like we won those two phases and, and what usually happens in a ball game you, you don't win the game but I thought the defense played like winning football and uh, really gave us a chance to, to win the game and our, our defensive line continues to be uh, a strength and just one follow-up uh, do you think you used Jabril enough or too much or uh, you know how, how do you feel about uh, his participation uh, on Saturday? Offensively, yeah, we um, we tried several ways to to you know crack open uh, the defense to to make plays to get first downs to, to score points and um, I think our longest game game maybe 12 yards in the, in the running game. Jabril um, had a couple a couple of nice plays in there, uh, but as a theme, we didn't we weren't able. Uh, Manufactured up yards in offense. Uh, looking back, I don't have an opinion whether we used them too much or, or not enough. That's your question. And all right, Dan, if you do end up needing to go with John or Shane, how much does it help that they've been able to get in regularly this year to not have any rust build up? And does the offense change at all out of those guys? As opposed to I think it's a positive. They've gotten game action. And I want to ask you about uh, Rashawn Gary. It seems like he's quietly <coughs> helped a lot, but maybe not in the big explosive impact plays that people might expect. How has he grown, I guess, and how much has he helped? And also, how much has Chris Wormley been an uh, impact on him and helping him get settled in this year? But, yeah, um, you know, I'd say like Adam asked about Chris uh, Evans. I think Rashawn has been a big, big impact. As a freshman, ahead of uh, you know uh, average normal uh, production, he has been in on big plays. Uh, he contributes to to a unit that's one of our real strengths on the ball club. Uh, Chris Wormley has been outstanding. Uh, you know, a good teammate as you could be uh, in terms of helping uh, leading the entire team. And, also leading young players. Has his relationship with Rashawn especially been close or a mentor type thing? Yes. I would, from my perspective, it has. Uh, and uh, Chris, Chris, is a, Chris is a solid guy to everybody. There's, there's, uh, from my perspective, I don't see him just singling the guy out. Uh, you know, it's a, we got strong friendships and bonds with just about everybody on the team. Jim, with the, the last field goal they kicked, I think you guys in town, the field. Yeah. What do you guys hear? What, what went wrong there? Was that just the wires crossed? Yeah. Um, we, we started with 12 in the huddle, and uh, we um, we were having uh, Demonte Thomas come out, and uh, I believe it was Tyree Canal. Demonte came out, and Tyree thought he was supposed to come out as well. And then my other question was, on the last drive, the last the field goal drive, I think you guys called timeout right before they made a play. Why, what was the reasoning to, to call timeout there as opposed to maybe holding it? I don't know. What, just wanted to get your take on that. Yeah. I um, was hoping to get to, into uh, two timeouts left. 
and uh, I was going to use him after second and third down to uh, get the ball back with about 30, 35 seconds to go in the game after after the field goal attempt. But when they ran the quarterback draw, made the first down on, on third down, um, you know, knew that that wasn't going to be a, an option anymore. That was, that was the intent. We trying to get the ball back the last, last drive. Um, for the seniors, it'll be their last home game. Can you just reflect on what this class has meant to you know, this program and, and what that's like playing your last game at uh, Michigan Stadium? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's different. Um, remember uh, remember it pretty well. Um, but this this class has meant so much uh, to me personally, to Michigan football, to all of us. Uh, Look at these guys. I mean, it's the direction of the program was, was going a certain way, almost like a locomotive. And you know, these these upperclassmen, these seniors, um, and the guys guys last year played as well. I mean, it's a lot to get it stopped. You know, to get the momentum stopped, uh, like stopping a freight train. Uh, but you, I credit them uh, for not only getting it stopped, but even harder getting it turned on the tracks and headed. I'm going to go with a couple more questions. Start the middle there, Adam. Mm-hmm. Going back to what you were saying about Indiana's defense, would you say they have more variations on their two deep and single high coverages than we saw from their defense last year? Uh-huh. Oh, from last year? Uh, yes. yes. I think so. It's a lot. This is as much as as much as you're going to see. In college Come up here to Jim, when you haven't lost all year and then you lose a game, tight game like this, do you have to do any uplifting of your team, rebuilding, and let them know it's not over, not that bad? Does any of that have to go on at this stage? Uh, yeah, we have to, you have to soldier up. That's what's taking place. Prepare for the uh, championship game. Prepare for a uh, big ball game. Hey, Coach, going back to being the last home game, can you reflect on your senior class and what they have done for this program? I know they've got some more games, but this is their final home game. What they've done in your program, turning things around, and just everything in the last two years uh, in the culmination you're playing the last game at home. Yeah, as as I said earlier, that's uh, that's the thing that stands out in my mind the most, uh, and I give a great share of the credit to, uh, to this, the guys that are playing in their in the senior class and the fifth-year class and guys that were in the, in the program last year that were playing. Uh, uh, as, a, as a greatest share of, of stopping, the, stopping the momentum, turning it in a, in a different direction, it's, it's very hard to do. Uh, and they really deserve a lot of credit for that. All right, last question in the front <coughs> How much discussion do you have with the players or the team as a whole about the ranking, kind of your scenarios in terms of the Big Ten and, and the wider view? Capital um, the same. I mean, it takes very little time to see. You know what you know what they are, and uh, um, you know, onward to you know what they are. But do you tell them? And I think they know. I think you probably ask them. Most of them want to go. It's pretty accessible. So, not to answer your question, not a not a. Deep, nothing. Long conversation necessary.
Thanks, Coach. Okay, thanks. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.